Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. Welcome back to Season 3 of Defining Boundaries. So you may hear a few clicks behind me. I'm recording in my office in the city with my five clocks ticking away of my different time zones for my students. So anyway, uh, well, we've made it to two years of podcasting and talking to some amazing people across the world. I want to thank everybody who has listened or been a guest or shared uh, my podcast over the past two years. I have met and made some great friends who I now consider family. I've had the privilege of joining the Geoholics, speak at conferences and spread the word of surveying and the endless possibilities our profession can take us. If we all tell our stories, we can build our profession and leave a legacy for many years to come. This season kicks off with some short interviews from some amazing leaders from Trimble Dimensions in Las Vegas. I will be releasing five short interviews well worth the listen over the next week. Hi, welcome back to Defining Boundaries. Today I have, last day, Stephanie Michaud. She is from Trimble. Did I get it wrong? No, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Hey, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up in British Columbia in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, And, uh, yeah, mostly lived uh, in Canada, except for I did a three-year stint where I lived in Ecuador in Latin America. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. my parents were teachers, so um, they really wanted my brother and I to live... uh, in a developing country and learn a foreign language. Wow. And so it just happened to be that uh, Ecuador had a posting for two science teachers at the international <laughs> school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, my whole family, we moved there, including our two cats um, for three years. Oh, wow. So what yeah. age were you when you went over there? 12. Yeah, okay. 12 to 15, yeah. Interesting. What a great, yeah. what a great experience. Yeah, it yeah. was great. And, um, yeah, it gave me an opportunity to live in a different country, learn a different language, be immersed in it, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, just appreciate how privileged we are to live in, in Canada where I grew up mm. in, in a place where you can drink the water out of the tap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can go to school for basically free and get a really high quality education. Yep. And uh, you have healthcare and sanitation mm. <laughs> readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, yeah, incredible experience to really appreciate how how diverse the world is really yeah. mm-hmm. cool yeah so when you went back to to Canada yeah. and sort of finished off school mm-hmm. did you have when you were thinking of going on to university what thoughts did you have about is that what you actually wanted to do going into that course like yeah you know originally so yeah when I was in high school I wanted to do engineering I basically mm-hmm. wanted to do like I really enjoyed math and science and I yep. was like you know just want to do the hardest thing you can do <laughs> nice. which seemed like seemed to be you know aerospace engineering was was that uh-huh. so that was like my original intent which in Canada there aren't really a lot of aerospace programs you typically and especially if you want to go into space mm-hmm. you really have to do an undergrad and master's PhD and then you finally get there right yeah okay <laughs> so yeah. I was like well I'll start with an engineering degree and I really wanted to I when I was younger, I also did a lot of volunteering in palliative care um, oh. with pet therapy, actually kind of similar to the dog park we have today. How cool is that? Yeah, where I just like worked with different people's animals and brought them into palliative care homes. So I had both the aerospace interest 
mm-hmm. geospatial interest, and then I also had uh, biomedical experience, just because through there I also saw how a lot of medical devices just help people with even just being able to bathe properly, and I just really like thought that human connection was interesting, and um, so I didn't really know which one I wanted to do, but I figured I'd start with a first year general engineering and kind of figure it out from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you transition like into that geomatic side of it then? Yeah. Um, well, so I, um, yeah, so I went to the University of Calgary mm-hmm. and first year general program. I had a full scholarship um, based on entrepreneurship because of actually that um, hospice program that I worked oh, in. Um, okay. And so cool. I got a bunch of money that I just handed a check to do whatever I want when I was 18. And I basically partied my entire first year. <laughs> That's not uncommon, almost, is it? <laughs> yeah, almost failed out of first-year engineering. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a rough go. Uh, but um, but no, it was you know I really wanted to. Um, I ended up being placed in the geomatics program, which I was right. like, what is this? Okay. I kind of have an idea about it. It's about maps. It's about the outdoors. I like the outdoors as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and from there I just went to. I was like, I'll give it a try. Like we'll, we'll see, right? And then I started realizing how many connections there were to that aerospace path I had dreamed up for myself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just meeting the different professors at that university. I mean, it's a worldwide, like, recognized program for geomatics. And, um, you know, they really inspired me and gave me some really cool connections into the profession that I, I just stuck with it and uh, continued to work through um, my summer internship with the plan group um, on autonomous vehicles and I was just totally hooked. I was like, yeah, there's a future here in location-based technology. So, yeah. 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 So the positional part of it. Mm-hmm. So when did you finish university? In 2011. Oh, so not that long ago, really, when <laughs> yeah. you think about it. <laughs> yeah. So did you go into the, the straight into Trimble? I did, yeah. So into that... Um, Oh, what's it called? Rotation the program. rotation program. That's right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Trimble in 2010 had set up the rotation program, yep. and my one of my friends that I went to school with, she was a year ahead and went to work at Trimble, and she told me she was like, "This is really great. Like they just started this program. You know, I think it would be a really good fit for you. Um, you know, and I was thinking at this point, I'd done a several group projects that were applying geomatics technology to. Um, you know, autonomous vehicles, mm-hmm. also like land assessment more on the GIS side for monitoring um, forest fire areas for better prevention and management of like fire department resources. And I was just like, you know, I think that I had realized that I had this knack for working with people and communicating technical concepts. So I was like, how can I get into like a product management management role where I'm working with people and still have to, still requires me to have that technical acumen. So it's like the rotation will get me into that really quickly yeah. by giving me like a crash course in all these different areas within Trimble and then I can kind of move into product management rather than spending like many years in like a testing or support role as like an entry level role, right? Yeah, um, okay. It's kind yeah. of a fast track within Trimble to kind of move up. Um, not that those roles aren't important. I really valued having even just six months in each of them, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it helped me move in up into product management, so. And so your position now is um, strategic marketing. That's right. right? (laughs) Yeah, which is kind of, it's an interesting title. Um, I I have like kind of two main responsibilities. One being I manage our surveying software portfolio. Um, So all of our, there's 
four or five products that fit into that. Um, and then I also handle our SDKs and our partnerships across the geospatial business. Right, okay. Yeah, that's the strategic part. <laughs> <laughs> what are the what are the products that the five products that you Yeah, so we have um, Trimble Access yep. and Spectra Geospatial Origin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also PenMap and uh, Sight Vision, which is augmented reality viewer, and then a couple of the other um, Spectra portfolio products that are kind of towards end of life right now. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So um, I guess it's about what 11, 11 years or something that's you've right, been yeah. with them now. So yes. I, I'm, I'm just seeing every time that I speak to somebody at Trimble, they are just so happy and love what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Where would you go? Because you've got such good jobs and people that you work with. Um, you know, some of the people that I've interviewed already, um, just the enthusiasm for what they do. Who, what kind of people do you work with when, when in your position? Um, is it just across America or...? It's international. International? Yeah, global, yeah. I mean, because all of our products are sold internationally. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I'm responsible for making sure we do a good job of serving international customers. And increasingly, especially with the um, software development kit and the integrations piece, trying to address more localized needs mm-hmm. um, in specific markets where our generic general survey solution is really just needs that extra help, whether it's a language specialization or like meeting a specific government functionality for cadastro, right? Like that's part of what now I'm driving that direction for our product, making sure that we cover as many people as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, um, oh, no, I'll put it, you, your experience that you've received from Trimble, because a lot of people um, would maybe look at doing other things with their degree mm-hmm. yeah. before going into something like, like you've gone into. Mm-hmm. Did, it ever, did you ever think about you were going to do something else before knowing about the Trimble positions? Yeah, you know, I... Um, I did. I didn't really think about it because I, you know, I, I wanted to do the rotation program. I thought that was the best fit yeah. for me, and so that was really the only job I applied for. But before I got into, before I was graduating, I actually was approached by a lot of different companies to work in like the location-based services space, um, and so I had to really evaluate like what kind of work-life balance I wanted to have mm-hmm. and which companies matter to me and specifically like um, you know want to be hired into more like consumer electronics for applying like our technology in in iPhones right essentially so you know I really didn't want to work for a consumer device company I Mm -hmm. wanted to work for more technical professional grade capacity even though those worlds continue to merge a little bit (laughs) especially over time in the last 11 years but um, but yeah I I really wanted to work more where that technical expertise is highly valued, but also like really foundational to what we do um, for for a professional grade application, not just for finding what side of the road your your Uber's on. (laughs) Though that's important too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just wanted to, so being a a, a female going into the geomatic sort of um, area, was there many females at, at your university doing the, the courses? Yeah, I definitely had, so there were 40, probably around 40 students in my graduating class. I feel like it was not half, but maybe a third. Okay. Um, I feel like it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, across Canada, we're trying to get um, 
30% of engineering graduates by 2030 um, is the goal, target in Canadian universities. Um, I feel like we're probably about that, maybe, in, uh, in my, my class, at least at the time. Um, yeah, f uh, a really big uh, mentor for me, or, you know, figurehead of kind of possibility was uh, um, Dr. Elizabeth Cannon, who mm -hmm. was, uh, I mean, she went through the geomatics program and worked professionally and contributed immensely to the positioning <laughs> landscape and research, and then she went on to um, become the president of the University of Calgary. Um, oh, so, I mean, yeah. incredible trajectory from being a professional, really respected in your space, to working in business and totally abstracted, but still in, on the education side. And so, um, I worked more with her husband actually on the research side. But um, you know, just seeing her career path and knowing that you know you can be technical and then also aspire to other positions where you're valued for your emotional intelligence and also your ability to communicate um, and work collaboratively collaboratively with a lot of different <laughs> organizations <laughs> um, you know really inspired me to, to pursue beyond just being an engineer and expand that and leverage those skills that I think as women we are really uniquely positioned mm. to serve like our communities and in, in a way that we just bring a really different perspective that um, yeah, I was always inspired by, by her. <laughs> I love how you say that about the different perspective and stuff because yeah. that's the sort of thing that I always push when I'm, I'm trying to speak to younger females within, mm. within our industries or going into schools and things like that is that, you know, that these types of positions and, and where it can take you and looking where you are now mm. in, in what you've done and it's... It's so diverse in what we can do, and we just think differently. To mm -hmm. and having all of the different people makes things work better. Yeah. So, and you mentioned about the being a mentor. Yeah. So, is would she? Have you had a few along the way? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think that's many. a really important thing as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Talking yesterday on the Geoholics podcast, I shout out to my two professors who. Uh, uh, Mark Petabello and Kyle Keith, who were the first people who really believed I could do this um, beyond myself, um, who kind of, yeah, definitely gave me that nudge, but um, many different um, female mentors um, beyond that, especially at Trimble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Rachel Blair Winkler and um, Ellen McLaughlin have been people who have really supported me a lot, and Catherine Stanford, <laughs> all of them uh, just pushing me when I need to be pushed, because sometimes it's easy to feel like you don't have the confidence to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you kind of doubt yourself. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and inside you kind of know that you probably could do it but need that support. Yeah. yeah. So is there a mentoring program in Trimble as such? Yeah. So, I mean, as part of the rotation, you do receive a mentor um, that works with you. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that was definitely a, a Catherine in the beginning that was just like we were paired up to it. But then over time, we really just, um, you know, I, I found these other incredible women who have supported me throughout. Yeah. And, you know, I just sought them out. And, you know, sometimes you go through iterations and like it's really working really well for what you're doing at that moment. And then over time, it, it changes, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the three of them have definitely been with me for, for a long time. Mm. And do you now mentor other? I do, yeah. Yeah, so I'm available for um, for people who are in the rotation, but also just in general through, um, tr globally Trimble has a more um, 
formal mentoring platform now, and so I'm available okay. to, you know, as a mentor on the list, you know, to be matched with other employees. Yep. Um, but I, I also support our Girls with Impact initiative, which is part of the Trimble Foundation. Oh, tell um, me about that. Yeah, and yeah, it's Please. really really cool. Yeah, it's a new new newer um, initiative for us, and uh, it's. Um, there's kind of two different tracks, both career track and then one that's more of the college track. And on the career side, um, uh, the it's girls with impact, but the young women, <laughs> they enjoy, they are able Why to. Why do we do that? We yeah. always say it's the girls, the yeah. girls, the girls. The young women have the opportunity to go through um, a mini MBA style program oh, where okay. they're they're encouraged to select a different, uh, like a topic or a business idea that they want to pursue. And they're paired with a mentoring coach like myself, um, who can then you know provide guidance on you know how do you develop your pitch, how do you look at a business idea and vet like market analytics and competitive analysis, and then you know they go through a series of um, phases really before they ultimately go and pitch that idea in front of like investors and you know within the girls oh. with impact community. Wow. Yeah. That's th that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I just attended the graduation a couple months ago, and I love seeing these pitch decks from from the, these young women. I mean, they are putting together, working in product management, I see a lot of pitches all the time, yeah. and I mean, the, the quality of the presentation, the thoughtfulness of the idea, the exploration of the customer problem, I mean, those are things that I look for in, in a great team, and these are young women in their, like, in their teens who are building these skills to go out and tackle problems in the world today so it's oh, really wow. inspiring well, what sort of things like what sort of things were they actually like what are some of the the examples of what they yeah. were doing yeah, I, yeah. I'd love to hear yeah, I, I, I want to know more about yeah, there's a couple of, I'm, okay I'll try and think of a couple um, one was related to um, just like finding good food options <laughs> like just like being able to find like healthy food options when you're going somewhere um, like whether you're on campus or something like that um, another I like was um, personal safety so like jewelry mm. that also is um, like spatially located so you know it looks oh. nice but it's also a safety tool um, you know so you can notify or like check in with friends yeah like really that's cool pretty ideas. that's that's a pretty yeah. good one mm -hmm. um, especially with everything that's you know, the mm -hmm. things that you see lately with people these poor girls that just disappear or yeah yeah yeah, oh, and then wow. other mentoring that I that I also work with is uh, more directly with the University of Calgary. Mm -hmm. um, so I manage our Trimble's relationship with the university. Um, so I support through the Industry Advisory Council, um, but also with um, within the MentorLink platform, um, I I get matched with like a different student every month, and I have kind of like a monthly like oh. match with them. Oh gosh! Just for like informal chats, and often I'm really promoting the surveying and geomatics profession through that mm -hmm. because a lot of first year students are trying to choose like which discipline they go into, and um, in that program they also we now have a digital minor and a software engineering minor for geomatics, and so a lot of them are wondering like how does that actually apply in industry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, um, and so, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time chatting with all kinds of different first-year engineering students through that. Because um, they're pretty clueless about what, what they're actually It's hard to know. Yeah. It's really hard to know when you're in school, like, what does a real job look like? Will yes. I be at a computer in a dark room for, <laughs> for like, forever? And it's like, well, you have to do a labs in university, and yes, that's part of it, but that's not really, not, like, yeah. what what the reality is in the workplace at least it certainly hasn't been for me <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, you know you sort of talk about that real life thing and yeah. we've been working with with the schools and stuff and and the maths teachers have actually 
caught on to uh, the STEM program that I've been helping get up and running in, in the Department of Education mm. and the maths teachers have now come across and gone, oh, we can take that and then they've gone and applied real life um, they're getting the kids to go out and do maths in the yeah, field right. and, and seeing how it actually applies to surveying. The, how far is it across that river? How do you do it? You know, Absolutely. All that kind of stuff. So they're, they're starting to think out of the box and go, there are all these different places and things that you can do and maths can be applied in that and mm-hmm. to give these kids a better idea. Of Absolutely. What, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I often do. Um, so there's a once you get into the geomatics program, there's programming for geomatics engineers and that course is where you finally get into doing like network adjustments but actually programming them or a basically squares adjustment and um, that's when it starts to click like why you had to learn programming (laughs) and so I often uh, will guest lecture in that course Ah. and give examples of where that then applies at Trimble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I worked in our agriculture division um, for a couple of years, so I talk usually about some precision mapping examples for, for farming specifically, and then also from the land administration side, more of the cadastral system mm-hmm. space. Um, I also give a couple of examples from that when, when I worked in that group. So, yeah, just trying to make it make it real, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. that it's, it, it's real, it's something that you can do and there's so many different places that it can take you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're not just creating a program, you're like actually solving a problem because it's iterative and it's changing all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I've had a lovely little chat and I'm going to find out more about this mentoring program. I love Absolutely, mentoring. Yeah. Mentoring's just massive to me as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do a program every year. I go, uh, this uh, women, oh gosh, I can't, women in GIS or something I'm doing this year and mm-hmm. I'm mentoring a a, a lovely lady over in New Zealand and awesome. last year I got to mentor that in a different program I got to mentor um, a, a guy that's doing a career change into surveying he liked the mapping awesome. he lived, yeah. worked in libraries you know that kind of stuff so I think it's really important to help help give people a, something to bounce off and ask questions and know that if they if they they need to ask the questions they've got someone that they can go to that's not in their surroundings absolutely yeah well and I think like what what is really special with a mentor too is that when you're when you're in it and you're facing a a challenge or you're not sure how to respond or what direction to take something in when you can actually work through that problem with them yes that's like that's where it becomes incredibly valuable I mean I think that's you know you have someone in your corner Yep. who is also familiar with the industry. Maybe they're even a little bit adjacent and they're outside of it and they can just give you that perspective that really helps you break through into uh, whatever you're meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> yep. 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 No, that's perfect, that's perfect. Yeah, well, great. thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, it's, been, it's been a pleasure meeting you. You as well, thanks. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. 